Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and you are tuned in to Calvary Live, and I will be your host for this hour, Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, so blessed to be with you on this afternoon as we close the week, and I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So you just heard at the beginning of the show, the opening, the number to call and be on the show to ask your questions and, again, to give your prayer requests. And that number is 303-690-3000. So I invite you to grab one of those open lines and to uh, get uh, on the program as you desire to talk about the things of the Lord. And I pray that uh, you would consider that and uh, that this next hour would be a time where we're refreshed and renewed uh, by talking about truth and Jesus and that we would go to God's Word to to get answers uh, because God's Word does give us the answers. And so give me a call at 303-690-3000. Maybe your Bible reading has brought up a question that I'd love to be able to help you as much as I can to bring clarity and understanding uh, also, perhaps you got a question about Christian living or maybe about the last days or whatever it may be. Give me a call here on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. And then, as most of you know, there is another means uh, for you to be able to ask a question and to text in a, 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 a question or a prayer request. It, that is a dedicated text line. And that number is 720-336-0897. So I'd love for you to call Be On The Air, and uh, this is your program. Those of you who are listening, but if you uh, have an opportunity to text in a question or prayer request, that number is 720-336-0897. I'd love to be able to uh, talk to you again uh, about the things of the Lord. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the front range. We finally... Here in Colorado and uh, southern Wyoming, the listeners there, we welcome you and Cheyenne and Laramie and uh, out on the plains of of, uh, eastern uh, Wyoming and into the panhandle of Nebraska. We want to welcome all of you listening live on this Friday afternoon. Uh, We finally got some sunshine after snow this week, and here we are entering into Memorial Weekend. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, But I'm so glad that you're tuned in today. Give me a call want to welcome all the uh, listeners on the East Coast uh, listening on Hope and Truth FM. And you are a week delayed, but give me a call and somebody will answer and we uh, will have that conversation and then you can listen to it next week. But I also know that there are many of you out on the East Coast and all over the country that are actually uh, that uh, you're listening online. And I understand the online listening audience is growing and it's such a blessing. So anywhere in the country, you can give me a call at 303-690-3000, and we can talk about the things uh, of the Lord. So 
Uh, I'd love to talk to you about that. I want to start the show as uh, those of you listening on Grace FM, this is Memorial Weekend. But I just want to say thank you for those of you who serve in the military. Uh, I know in our listening area we have Fort Carson. We have the Air Base in Aurora. Uh, we have Peterson Air Force Base. Uh, a number of military um, uh, uh, places here in Colorado. Um, the Air Force Academy uh, in northern Colorado Springs. Uh, up in Cheyenne, uh, uh, you have military personnel at the Air Force Base there. Here in Greeley, we have the uh, military personnel that are stationed here uh, with the um, National Guard. And I just want to say thank you. Um, I thank you for uh, you serving at Buckley or those of you serving down at Peterson or at NORAD or the Air Force Academy, the National Guard, uh, those of you who uh, are serving in any capacity Thank you for your service. And we want to remember those this Memorial Weekend. It's more than just barbecues and going camping and things like that. But we do want to remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. And as I sit here and I think about that, um, we can all be very grateful that we have the freedoms that we do. We know that we have a lot of challenges in um, in our nation right now, and, and there are concerns that we have, particularly morally, spiritually. But we can be thankful for those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for the freedoms that we have. And I know that on Sunday, as once again uh, we're able to meet together as a church, as we do every Sunday or Wednesday night or any night, that we have the freedom to be able to do that. We have the freedom to live our lives here, uh, that a lot of nations and places of the world don't have. So we want to be thankful, and we want to remember those who uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice and give thanks to those of you who are serving in an honorable way. We give you thanks, and we want to remember all those involved in uh, protecting our nation and uh, defending our nation. So, Father, we just thank you uh, for, Lord, this time where we stop and we remember those, so many that have paid the ultimate sacrifice in the wars um, clear up to the present. And we don't want to forget about them. And Lord, we remember them. We thank you for their their sacrifice. And we thank you for the ultimate price that they paid, even though um, it brings sorrow and grief and pain to families and loss that is felt. We experience great freedom because of that. And Lord, I thank you for those who are presently serving. I, I thank you for their service. I thank you for their training. I just pray that um, those here that are stationed, and we named some of them at, uh, in Colorado, but throughout our nation and throughout the world, those that are away from their homes, from their parents, from their spouses, from their kids, we remember them. And Lord, we just pray for your grace to be upon them. I want to pray for the chaplains that are there um, in those branches of military that they would be able to minister and effectively and bring truth and bring comfort and be there to help. And Lord, I pray that um, that as a nation, we lift our nation up to you, that we are a nation that was founded upon godly biblical principles. And Lord, I pray for our nation that there be a turning back to you. And Lord, that uh, there would be an outpouring of your Holy Spirit uh, upon this nation. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would, um, Lord, just do a mighty work this summer. 
um, and in the weeks ahead uh, as we lift our nation up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you so much for allowing me to do that. Hey, give me a call. we got a couple open lines. Grab one of those open lines at 303-690-3000. The text line is 720-336-0897. But Ziggy has been waiting, so let's go to Ziggy in Strasburg. Ziggy? Yes, sir. How are you? I'm all right. Yourself? I'm doing good. You're on Calvary Live. All right. So um, my, my kids get as much exposure to my church as possible. Um, I have three kiddos. My oldest daughter, though, is only with us during the week. And um, this year at our church, our Bible school is, is not happening the way it usually does. It's a, a stay-and-participate as opposed to a drop-off, which uh-huh. makes it so that we, we can't participate in that with her this year. And my question is, I know that it's bad to jump around with to church to church, that sort of thing. And I also know that when you have an issue, you should bring that issue up with your brother as opposed to, you know, trying to find a different way to resolve it. Um, I, I want to know if it would be looked down upon to bring my kids to a different church to participate in a vacation Bible school. Um, so that could be more of a, a traditional experience where they, they kind of go full uh, yeah. hours throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. I You know, I, I don't see any problem in it. And we do a vacation Bible school every year, and we have kids that come from other churches. And to me, I'm just glad they're coming. I, I, it, I know that they belong to another church, that um, they're being ministered there, but it works for the parents, uh, or, or they come with friends. Um, to our vacation Bible school, and we just want to bless them and we want to serve them. So I see no problem whatsoever in taking them to another church of vacation Bible school. Uh, as long as you trust the church that they're going to be ministering to the kids um, in an effective way and in a blessing and uh, give them, you know, um, solid truth. And, and I'm sure that you'll do that, but there's no problem in doing that. Uh, one of the things is that um, I know that some of our kids here at this church, that they go to other churches as well for vacation Bible school, and I don't have any problem with that. Um, so I think that, um, you know, take them, be blessed. Um, you, you know, uh, as far as what your church is doing, something a little different, uh, perhaps they felt led by the Lord to do something different. Uh, we have done that. One of the things that we have done is Ziggy is uh, we're doing a big park outreach um, for our vacation Bible school, getting out of these four walls and doing it at Island Grove, and we love to do that to reach as many kids as we can. And I know that there's going to be kids that are going to come um, for you know uh, VBS that go to the other churches. So I have no problem. I don't think it's anything really to worry about. Okay, Ziggy, you there? All right, Ziggy. Hopefully you heard my answer, and um, hopefully that helped you and blessed you as well. So, um, But, uh, Ziggy, make sure that they're being blessed and being ministered in the way that you desire. So, hey, let's go to line two as we continue on Calvary Live here. I'm Pastor Jeff Figs. Hey, Matt, are you with us? Yeah, can you hear Matt? me? Yeah, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. How are things out there in Pennsylvania? Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. 
beautiful. Good. Good spring weather. Super. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know, but here where I'm sitting just three days ago, we got about four inches of snow. I couldn't believe it. And, oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah. So I just thought I'd, I'd let you know. Uh, but it is Dude. the sun's out today, a um, little windy, and we are going to have summer. I They tell me sometime. But um, that's crazy. Snow the week of I'm, Memorial Weekend coming up. So I'm, I'm excited. Two months I'm going to be flying out to the Denver area. Me and a buddy are going to be driving all around for like a week around Colorado and Wyoming. So, Okay, okay not to get off topic, but now that you just kind of opened that door, you know, one of the things I wanted to tell the people that are listening out on the East Coast, that if you're, you go to Rocky Mountain National Park, be sure to stop by the church, Greeley. We're right on the way, about 45 miles from Rocky Mountain National Park. Love for you guys. If it works out for you or anybody listening out there, um, you know, stop by and say hello. Let us know that you listen to Calvary Live, and it would be a blessing. Love to meet you. So, But, Matt, you have a question for me? Sure, yeah. I know um, Jesus and, and Paul both talk about, uh, you know, unity in the Church, unity with brothers and sisters in Christ, and I was just curious as to how you think that looks or more practical ways that we can help uh, grow that. You know, unity is important. Um, I think there's, there's two things that, uh, to remember, that we do have unity. Um, the Bible talks about Galatians, uh, when Paul talks about um, this, you know, um, in Corinthians, throughout the New Testament, and as you said, even Jesus talks about, there's only one body. There's only one church. Um, I know there's, we talk about here in Greeley, there's many different churches, but when it comes to the body of Christ, there's one body, Jesus being the head. And our unity is found in Jesus Christ. Um, and that's what we need to remember. Uh, we have unity in the body of Christ. We belong to a universal church. Calvary Chapel Greeley is just a small part of that. But with that said, we also have diversity of ministries, don't we? Um, Different churches. um, But I think it's important for us to understand this, that we we are one church, and the unity is important because we have one message that we want to give, and that is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So sometimes mm-hmm. what, what can happen is we begin to divide on things that we really shouldn't. We begin to become prideful, and our church is better than your church. And, and being in ministry for the years that I have, one of the things I really appreciate is the diversity uh, of the body of Christ. And being a pastor here in Greeley for 23 years— um, I appreciate the churches that are here because I understand I cannot minister to every Christian in Greeley. Um, and so we have churches that I very much appreciate their ministries, what they are doing, the pastors, the message that they give, the vision that God has given to them, because our unity is in Jesus Christ, and our unity is in the cross. Um, and that's what we need to remember. And to come together, and as we unite um, in that way, then we're more effective. And I think when there is division where there ought not to be, and remember that Paul, when he was writing to the Corinthian church, that was a corrective letter, wasn't it? Correct, yes. And he talked about 
a lot of problems. What was the very first problem that he addressed with them? Uh, was it sexual immorality or no? <laughs> no, he did. He did address that. Um, he did address that, uh, Matt. But um, the very first thing that he addressed was their carnality when it came to division. And he says uh, in First Corinthians chapter one, he says, "Some of you say you're a Paul. Some say of Cephas. Some say of Apollos." You know, the real spiritual ones were saying we're of Christ, and it really concerned Paul. So right off the bat, when he's he's dealing with all these problems, which included what you just said, and they were suing each other, um, they uh, had questions about marriage, they uh, were abusing the spiritual gifts. I mean, this was a church that couldn't even do a potluck right, um, and <laughs> and that's bad. But they were a very uh-huh. carnal church. But he addresses their carnality, and and it concerned uh, Paul the apostle. And he said, "Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul?" And, and he goes on and he says um, that Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ be made of no effect. So he goes on to say in chapter 2 that I came preaching nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. So unity, we have unity. Uh, I don't think that we all have to stand, you know, all the churches and hold hands and sing kumbaya to try to have unity. We do have unity, and our unity is in Christ. But I think that we need to recognize that, and I think that uh, we need to be praying for each other, that the, the, you know, ministries in our local communities and stuff, the more that they can encourage each other and support one another, pray for one another, uh, the more effective that we're going to be. And um, and that's where I choose to be, not to look down the street and say, well, they do things different, and they have different style of worship, and they're not a real church. You know, some churches are bigger, some churches are smaller. Uh, a church that has 50 people is just as much of a church that has 5,000 people. You know, and that's where we can appreciate the diversity of, of ministries. Um, like I said, I can't minister to everybody in Greeley. And, and so there are churches that are effectively ministering to others, and I, I very much appreciate what they're doing and being in our community. Excellent. Sound good? Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank, thank you for your time. You bet, Matt. You have a good time in Colorado, all right? Uh, I'm looking forward to it very much. <laughs> Those ma- you, let me you tell you, there. you, you too. Thanks, Matt. All right. Bye bye. When somebody hangs up, we have a, a an open line. But again, to remind you, and those of you wherever you're listening or you're listening out east, a lot of people head out to Colorado uh, for vacation in Rocky Mountain National Park. I'd love to meet you. We're not far from there. If we're on your way, we're right off Highway 34, and that's the way to Rocky Mountain National Park. Love to meet you. So I just throwing that out at Matt as they're driving around if it works for them. Also, in uh, next month is the Greeley Stampede, and people come from all over uh, Wyoming and Nebraska and Kansas and all over Colorado. Tens of thousands of people for that uh, event that starts, you know, the third week in, in June, goes to the 4th of July. And if you're here in Greeley, I'd love for you to stop by. Tell us that you're listening uh, to Calvary Live, that you listen to our radio program. Love to just uh, meet you. Come worship with us on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning. Just want to throw that out there. Just uh, love to have that feedback and and uh, and meet the people that we're ministering to. So 
303-690-3000. I need to find my place. Let's go to Dustin in Maryland. Dustin? Hello. Hello. How are you, Dustin? Good. How are you? Oh, fine. How's the weather there? Well, I was just telling Matt, who's calling from Pennsylvania, he said you guys are having wonderful weather. Oh, yeah, we are. We had snow... We had snow this week, so anyway, Man, really? yeah, so that's Colorado, and um, wow. but anyway, today's the sun shining. We're looking forward to summer, and and uh, things are green, and and um, so uh, we're headed in the right direction. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, what can I, I do? A, oh, I'm, oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I have a, a question. Uh, when um. When people at Judgment Day, when the people go uh, uh, in front of the Lord and say, "Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? But didn't we cast demons out in your name?" and He'll say, "I never knew you. Uh, when did you ever did this? What not?" Now, wh- now the prophesying I can understand because anybody can prophesy in His name. But only people that are saved can actually cast out all uh, demon spirits. So why would they say we cast out all uh, demon spirits in your name? Well, that's a very good question. And I, I think that uh, what it indicates here is they were doing mighty works. You're quoting from Matthew chapter 7, and for the sake of our listeners, I'm going to read it. Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of the Father in heaven. And many, and isn't that interesting, Dustin, that Jesus says many. He doesn't say a few. He says many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? So it wasn't just casting out demons, it's doing many wonders. Now we do know that that with the many wonders that that Satan can work wonders. one of the things that we're going to look at in the book of Revelation is uh, Revelation chapter 6 here in a couple Wednesdays, where the writer, the Antichrist, comes on the scene. So we're going to talk a lot about him. But Second Thessalonians chapter 2 talks about that he's going to be working through lying signs and wonders. So that's why it's important for us when John in his epistle comes along and says, test the spirits to see if they are of God, that we need to make sure that we test it through the Word of God, not through miracles or if somebody is, you know, uh, working in that way, um, because Satan can work miracles. He's not the opposite equal of God, but it's the example like Pharaoh. You remember uh, Pharaoh in the book of Exodus. When, when Moses came to Pharaoh and said, Thus says the Lord, let my people go, Moses threw down his uh, or um, Moses threw down his staff, and it turned into a serpent. Right. And Pharaoh took his magicians, uh, and they threw down their staffs, and their staffs turned into serpents as well. So there was that counterfeit miracle, that that the counterfeit um, duplicate miracle that was done. Moses' serpent ate up their serpent, but then right. when it came to pulling up, you know, turning water into blood the next plague, that the magicians of Pharaoh found water that wasn't polluted, and they turned it into blood. Then 
the third plague, the frogs, if I remember correctly, because I'm just uh, kind of reciting this uh, from my memory, um, is the frogs came up and they were everywhere. And then they, the magicians, called up more frogs. But they couldn't take the frogs away. And it was Pharaoh that said, you know, entreat of the Lord Moses to take these frogs away. And Moses said, at your word. And what is fascinating is Pharaoh said, tomorrow, which I think, why would you want to go another day <laughs> with a bunch of frogs, you know, in your your cupboards, in, in your, uh, you know, bowls and all of that? But when the next plague came, it was the magicians that said, we can't duplicate this. This is the finger of God. So I don't want anybody to think that Satan is the opposite equal of God. But also in the book of Acts, and, and I was looking for it, um, that there was, um, I believe, in uh, Acts chapter 19, um, it said some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. So apparently they were doing that. Um, they weren't successful at this time because there were the seven sons of Sceva of Jewish chief priests who did so. And this one particular um, instant that they tried to cast out a demon and the demons jumped out and be, you know beat those guys up. <laughs> yeah, tore them yeah, to pieces. <laughs> but there, there, there were those who were casting out. They, they were doing that. So that's what we know from the Word of God. I think that Matthew chapter 7 um, right. is... So in other words, Satan will deceive people by just going along with what they say, you know, saying that, well, long you believe in the Lord, but, you know, you're still not fully there, and uh, we'll, we'll act like we're being casted out, and so you'll actually believe that you're doing it, but you know yeah. that you're not really saved, and well, as long as I, we fool you. I, I don't, you know, here's the thing, that the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you guys? So I, I don't know exactly how effective they were, these sons of Sceva. I'm just saying that they they were doing that, um, but here's the thing. Yeah. They're casting out demonic spirits and all that. I'm saying maybe, you know, they're not Christian, they think they are, so... You know, the demons know for a fact that they're not because they can sense if you have the Holy Spirit or not. So they'll, just to make them appease, they'll, they'll act like they're being casted out and all that. Yeah. So that's why well, I'm thinking, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, and I, I'm not sure because, Dustin, here's the thing. Remember, and we're going to go to break here, so I'll try to wrap this up here, is you remember that they accused Jesus of being Beelzebub, and casting out demons by the power of Satan. And Jesus said, that doesn't make sense, because the house divided cannot stand. So I think it's worth, you know, just kind of considering. But we do know that Matthew chapter 7, apparently there are going to be those who said, we cast out demons, we did these works, and Jesus said, and this is the key, he said, I didn't know you. I never knew you. There was no personal relationship um, with Jesus Christ. And that's what I like to take home. So we don't test truth by miracles, or we don't test it by experience. We don't test it um, 
you know, by the, or by feelings. It's by the Word of God where we test it. So I think that's the important thing to remember and keep in mind. All right? All hey, right. Dustin. Thank you. you Thanks. Have a good week now. You too. Have a great weekend. All right, we're going to go to break. So I think we probably have all open lines. And uh, so when we come back after break, give me a call. Love to talk to you. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs, And then also the uh, the uh, text line 720-336-0897. Haven't received a text, so give me a text. And we'll be right back. After the break, the only break of Calvary Life. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. And uh, we've had a great first half, some great questions, and so thankful that I can be with you. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I know we're ending the week. We're headed to a uh, holiday weekend let me know that you're there. Uh, perhaps you are uh, got off work early or maybe you're just relaxing. I'd uh, love to be able to talk with you. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. I believe we have all open lines. So let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's uh, uh, talk about uh, those things that perhaps you got questions about. And uh, let's uh, pray together as you call in for your prayer requests. Uh, let's uh, let's go to the Lord together. Let's go to the Word of God together. So 303-690-3000. Let me know that you're out there. And uh, I know that it's a busy weekend. I just uh, I realize that this weekend that there's a lot of graduations that are out there. So we want to pray for all the graduates. I know that Greeley, I believe the uh, Greeley School Districts uh, are having graduations this weekend. We've been seeing graduations, of course, all week long here in Colorado in the metro area. Uh, and it will continue this weekend, and I think everybody should be pretty much done with graduations. But we want to pray for our young people. And if you are listening and you're graduating uh, from high school, or perhaps you graduated from college, I really want to encourage you, keep close to the Lord. He's your future and your hope. And uh, I know that it's an exciting time in your life. It's a new chapter in your life. Uh, but know this, that the Lord wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. And I hope and pray that for you young people, if there's anyone out there that uh, you're done with school or perhaps you graduated, you're starting a new chapter of your life, stay close to Jesus and know that he wants to do a marvelous work in you and through you and uh, and um, for you to experience that abundant life. So Pray for graduates or young people. Uh, I have such a heart for young people because uh, they're growing up. Uh, I remember when I graduated 40 years ago. This is my 40th anniversary of high school graduation, so now you know how old I am. But but it's so different today and than it was 40 years ago when I graduated high school. And I am so thankful for the Lord in my life and what he uh, has done in my life, how he's blessed me, uh, the guidance, the direction, the strength, 
uh, my family, and he desires to bless you as well. So trust in him, look to him, keep growing in the word of God, stay close to him. So that's just an encouragement that I want to give uh, to you uh, as you are graduating. And congratulations to anyone out there that's graduating. And um, this is when when school really begins, is when you graduate high school and you start this new chapter in life. And maybe it's joining the military, maybe it's going to trade school, maybe it's going to college, maybe it's going to work, whatever the case may be, know this, the most important thing is to love Jesus. Love Jesus and walk with him. So, hey, we want to get back to the phone lines. Again, we have a couple open lines, uh, 303-690-3000. Let me give you that text line again because uh, nobody's texting anything, and we may have time today. And that number is 720-336-0897. But let's go to Pamela and Parker. Pamela? Hi, Pamela. Are you... Can you hear me? How are you, Pamela? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. Thank you for serving, Pastor Jeff. Absolutely. Um, it's my privilege. I, thank you. I have a, a friend. His name is Daniel, and I've known him for about 10 years, and I've been you know, trying to minister to him. And uh, recently this year, he admitted to me that he started praying. And so I'd just like to lift him up. Uh, and the listeners pray for his eyes and ears to be open to hear from the Lord and um, to have a desire to know God. Yeah, great. That's super. And Pamela, I'm thankful that you're there in this life to share with him and just keep sharing with him, you know, Jesus and his incredible love and grace. And, um, you know, I was quoting earlier, Paul said when he came into Corinth, that he said, I was determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. You know, keep taking him to the cross. And we're going to pray that the Lord will open his eyes. And and I think that is an important prayer because, you know, Paul writes to the Corinthian church that Satan blinds those of the world. And we're going to pray that the blindness is taken away, his eyes are open, and, um, and that his heart would be softened. So, Lord, I thank you for Pamela calling. Uh, I just pray that you would... Um, her friend that she ministers to, that she would just continue to give the love and, and truth of Jesus Christ and him crucified, that his eyes would be opened up um, to uh, that, that uh, he would see clearly the gospel and come to um, surrender his life to Jesus as Lord and Savior. I pray that you touch his heart, and uh, Lord, uh, that you would do that work. Give Pamela just wisdom and ministering to him. I thank you for her commitment. I thank you for her longevity and her compassion towards him and caring for the loss, her lost friend. And uh, Lord, there seems to be progress. He He's praying, but Lord, bring him into the full revelation of the gospel message. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Pamela. God bless you. Thank you. Pamela calling from Parker. Pamela, we'll keep praying, and uh, if you have opportunity, let us know. Keep us updated on that. Let's go to Rosie, and um, she's online. Rosie? Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's a beautiful day. Is it? Where are you calling from? Are you calling from Colorado Springs? Loveland, Colorado. Loveland? Oh, right next door to us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Greeley's not too far. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for calling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I just have a, a prayer request and then um, just would like some advice. I've been with my husband for 21 years. Um, we're in our mid-30s. Uh-huh. We got together, you know, really young, kind of just best friends and been together ever since. Um, and he, his sister passed away about three years ago, and he kind of fell into deep depression. We, you know, I tried to encourage him to go through counseling and stuff like that. Um, he found himself kind of using drugs and uh, just in some bad situations and um, almost, you know, lost the house because he drained the account and stuff like that. We worked through all those things, but I guess I'm kind of at a crossroads right now. I love him so much, and I believe, you know, that he can overcome this, but he has to want to do it. And I guess I just, I don't know. I'm kind of contemplating divorce just for the simple fact of, um, his angry outbursts and not coming home or coming home late, excuses, the pornography, um, you know, his consistent up and down with his using and letting me, you know, he'll be like, yeah, I have used, um, and I know I need help. I don't want to be this way, you know, and um, I'm going to go get help, but then he doesn't, and then he asks me to go you know, can you reach out to these people for me? And I, I have in the past, but he hasn't taken the initiative to um, continue to follow up with the people. Yeah. Rosie, one of the things that, you know, on the radio, um, you know, it's, it's I, first of all, it sounds like a very difficult situation, and I'm sorry mm-hmm. for that difficulty. Yeah. And, um, but kind of where I like to, to uh, steer you is, Hopefully you got a church that you're involved in, um, yes. that you have some people there to pray for you, that you have a pastor to give you godly advice, somebody who perhaps is more familiar with the situation, because you are in a difficult situation. And, right. you know, one of the things is I don't tell people to go get a divorce. Right. I don't want any anybody to go and say, well, Pastor Jeff said that, you know, I can divorce no. you because, yes. but but you're in a waiting pattern. You're in a, a, a waiting and praying, and and that's hard to wait on the Lord. Um, yes. It's hard to wait on the Lord, especially when you're in this situation. So to have those who have godly advice and uh, wisdom to give to you and support and prayer is going to be a huge, huge uh, help to you. And, um, you know, and, and that's what we want to do. We want to pray with you right now. Uh, but okay. you are in a difficult situation where, okay, Lord, I'm going to wait because, um, it, it's been, you know, day after day, um, week after week and month after month, and then drags on year after year of waiting right. on the Lord, waiting for the Lord to change. And that's why that support is so important. And um, and they are going to be there for you. And, um, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for you. And, yeah, he uh, my heart turned breaks. his back on God, too. Like, he, he just doesn't even have a desire to go to church. Or yeah. I, I mean, I listen to sermons every morning, and he gets upset. He's just like, geez, you have to listen to that when you're getting ready. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so. maybe he's being convicted. Uh, sometimes when people bark— um, is uh, because they're being convicted. And 
So you keep praying and being in that place and make sure you're in that, you know, a place where, um, you know, that you have that support and prayer and then your pastor to give you godly advice um, because it, it is difficult. So, Father, I, I thank you for Rosie taking the time to call. And she's in a, a situation where none of us can fully understand, but you do. And so I pray that you would help her. She waits on you. I pray that you would work a miracle in her husband. I pray that you would get a hold of him. The The conviction would be there to draw him to you, that he would give up the drugs, um, staying out, the irresponsibility, the rebellion, and Lord, come to you. I pray that you would touch his heart and that, uh, Lord, that you would break him. And that um, I pray for Rosie. I just pray that you would um, give her a place where she can receive support from sisters um, and others in her church and uh, believers and receive wisdom from uh, the leadership, the pastor. And Lord, that uh, you would give her the patience she needs and the guidance that she needs, uh, Lord, every day in this very difficult situation. I just pray for restoring and healing in this marriage um, that would come by you because you can do that work. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You bet, Rosie. And I thank you for calling, and I'm going to be praying for you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Have a nice weekend. Okay, you too. God bless you. Thank you. So hard, so hard, and I know some of you may be in difficult marriages, and we want to pray for you. And, and as you wait on the Lord, um, as you're, uh, you know, it's so important to get that support from your church and sisters and brothers in the Lord, and and from your pastor, and and um, and and just want to encourage you in that way. Hey, let's go to Doug. Doug. Yes. How are you, Doug? I'm doing fine. And how are you? I'm doing good. You driving? Yes, I am. Okay, you be careful. I got my headset on. I got a question. Uh, It was brought to my attention a few years back in a small church that somebody had been playing on the Internet and found out uh, something about an individual in the church and they were preaching about it at the church, and it was pretty obvious of who it was about. Yeah. Are pastors to preach about that in the church and exploit it to other churches and let them preach about it also, or are they supposed to preach what the Lord has laid on their heart out of the Bible to teach and preach every time they meet? Well, for me personally, um, I don't like to open up that can of worms um, to talk about, you know, I had a counseling session with somebody and this is what it was all about, you know, and and put it all over the church or, you know, and then the teachings go on the radio. I tr- I'm very careful about that. Um, there are those who feel like, you know, in a smaller church that, you know, we're to confess our, our sins to one another um, and, um, you know, they, they use scripture to, to say that that's biblical, but, um, I, I think that, that pastors have to be very careful. I know for me, 
I do not want to open up a can of worms and then trying to figure out how I'm going to get all those worms back in the can and close the lid again. And what can happen is then it starts, you know, um, it starts rumors, it starts other things. So I stay away from it. Um, I, I don't give examples of, you know, of, uh, of people that I counsel or things like that. I'm very careful. Um, the only example I may give is give is like years ago, somebody, you know, said this thing, um, very, very general where nobody absolutely would know who it is. Uh, but I don't give very, uh, specific, uh, examples of that. I stay clear of that. Um, I don't think the pulpit is a place to blast people. Um, I don't think it's a place for pastors to get their anger out. Um, you know, um, some pastors get frustrated and they, they use it to, 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 you know, just really preach at the people, uh, and, um, to, to, you know, their anger or whatever. It's a place, like you said, to word to give the word of God and encourage and exhort. And that's where I keep it at. And, um, but I don't, I, I don't tell a whole lot of stories, you know, Doug, I don't tell a whole lot of stories. I don't tell a lot of jokes. I try to keep to the text and what the text has to say and to give application for it. So I don't know if that helps. Well, I just thought that, you know, the Bible says if you have a problem with somebody, you're supposed to two or three individuals go to that person and tell them what they were doing wrong. Well, that yeah, that's very important church um, um, discipline, you know, that and it's given for a reason so people don't get mowed over. And if you have a problem with somebody, you go to them. Um, you go to them alone, personally, and, and you confront it. And then you can bring a witness, and then it goes to the church. And then it says the church um, is to, to deal with it at that time. But chances are, when a pastor uses an example, that that process hasn't been used. And so I think pastors have to be very, very careful um, you know, behind the pulpit. And, um, and so, uh, you know, so I, I like to, to keep it at the Word of God. I don't water down the Word of God. Um, I, you know, um, I, I teach what the Word of God has to say, um, and I can be uh, one that um, I want to give truth, to stand for righteousness, but you've got to be careful that you're not mowing over people and blasting people and using examples. One of the things I didn't do too, Doug, is use, you know, my family as an example and uh, my kids, you know, and embarrass them. So uh, I just stayed away from that stuff and, and continue to do so. Okay. Well, thank you. I just want to pray for America that we could get back to the true word of God. Absolutely. It's very much needed. And that's what we prayed for when we opened up the show. We were praying for, you know, giving thanks to our veterans and those who serve and those uh, were thankful and just uh, those who to remember those who lost their lives for our freedoms. And we were praying for our nation and uh, our nation needs a revival and uh, revival comes through the word of God. So thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. God bless you. Hey, let's go. Let's continue with the phone lines. Um, let's go to Shelly in Colorado Springs. 
Shelly? Yes. Can you hear me, sir? I can. Thanks for calling oh, thank Calvary Live. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. I, I have a prayer request. Okay, I have my mom and dad who are great-grandparents to my niece's children. They're raising them. Uh, they're the ages of four and six. The mom pretty much just washes her hands of them, doesn't help in any way. And my mom's not, she, her health is failing. My dad's health is failing. I just, I, I need somebody else to pray besides me. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, you know, I'm, I've been begging God for since the kids were thrown to my parents. And I'm tired of just seeing nothing happen. It's just getting worse and worse. And I know God's working, so it's not yeah, like so I don't want to say that. But yeah. I, I, and, I know God's bless working way, but I'm yeah. Yeah. have some relief and I try to go and help them whenever I can. I live in Colorado Springs. They live in New Mexico and I'm just, I don't know. They need prayer. Yeah. And we will pray and, and, you know, bless your parents for doing that. And it's a hard situation. And what we see today is more grandparents that are raising uh, their grandkids uh, because of, you know, uh, more people are, you know, on drugs or whatever. We hear more about that. So, Father, I, I pray for, for Shelly, for her parents. Um, her mom and dad are getting older. It, it is harder when you get older to raise kids, but I thank you that they've took on that responsibility. And um, as they are raising their grandkids um, and being the parents right now, that, Lord, you give them the strength and wisdom. And I pray for those kids, for their mom, their parents, that somehow you know the situation that you would work in them um, that they would come to that point of, uh, Lord, to where someday they can um, come to you, to know you, um, to get better, uh, for there to be healing, for there to be strength and wisdom, to where they can fulfill the responsibility in, in, yeah, of being parents. And, and, Lord, you can do that work. But, Lord, I pray right now for Shelley's uh, mom and dad, I just pray that you would strengthen them, bring them, give them wisdom, blessing for taking on those responsibilities. And be with Shelly as she goes down to help when she can. And um, Lord, sometimes situations like this seem hopeless, but we always have hope when we have Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll be praying, Shelly. You. All right. You bet. You All have right. a great weekend. Okay. You too. God bless you. Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. All right. We've got a little bit of time left. I haven't had, you know, the shows busy today, which is great and wonderful. But I just wanted to to give a couple invitations. We will be having service this weekend here at Calvary Greeley. And so 8, 9.30 to 11 o'clock, we have three Sunday morning services. We're in the Book of Romans. We're going to be finishing Chapter 12. And Chapter 12 talks about, you know, commandments given to us, how we are to be a living sacrifice. So come join us. Love to have you come out. And then on Wednesday night, the book of Revelation uh, will be uh, starting chapter 6, which begins to talk about the tribulation period. Love to have you come out. 7 o'clock, we've got a place for all the kids and uh, for the youth. And then we have a vacation Bible school, park outreach, if you're up in the Greeley area, June the 3rd through the 5th, 9.30 to noon at Island Grove Park. And love for your kids to come and to minister to them so you can register here at the church or online, calvarychapelgreeley.com. So we invite you to that 
wonderful park outreach at Island Grove Park here in uh, Greeley, Colorado, our vacation uh, Bible school, uh, vacation Bible park outreach is what we call it. And uh, so I'd love for you to come out and learn about Jesus and play games and have a great time out there in the park. The weather's supposed to be nice. The long-range forecast, June the 3rd through the 5th, and uh, get registered uh, at the church. Well, before we end today, let's go to Don in Baltimore. Don? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Hello. Thank you. Um, my question, the question yeah, that I you have go ahead. is... Go ahead, Don. It is, thank you, is uh, in the church, uh, I don't see any, any like, ministry for an unevenly yoked married person. Mm-hmm. Um, I attempted to go to the marriage activities one time, and because I didn't have my husband with me, I felt uncomfortable, and I felt like I wasn't really accepted because I seemed like I was a single person instead of a married person. In, okay. in, you know, with uh, the married sure. um, activity. Um, so my question is, why is it, and I'm not angry or anything, I don't want to even sound like that, I'm just wondering, because I've been a Christian for a while, so I, you know, I've no, I know how to draw near to the Lord and get into faith for myself. Um, but I just wanted to know why there isn't any significant or any ministry for that person, or male or female who is yeah. in the Lord, but married, and the, the mate is not with them at all, any time. Yeah, and, and it, it is a difficult situation um, that that brings. And to go to a, a marriage you know, class without your spouse is difficult. What I usually try to um, encourage um, when somebody, and we've already had this discussion on the show today yeah, even, uh, because you guys are a week delayed uh, if you're listening on Hope FM. Um, but we've talked about those who um, are, you know, in a very difficult marriage, and I encourage them if they can find, uh, for example, um, you know, you, Don, to find a ladies' group. Find some ladies that will pray with you and encourage you a lady study. Um, and maybe the church has got that or... Um, you know, something like that, that is the beginning, and that's where you can develop some relationships because relationships are very, very important. And what I hear from you is that you desire those relationships and um, and to have those ladies pray with you and to minister to you. So that may be an option that you have uh, if there's a ladies' study or a ladies' group or a ladies' prayer group because you need prayer. You need support. And um, you need that encouragement. So that may be something that you begin to look at. And uh, I know certainly we encourage it here at Calvary Chapel. And it's important for those ladies that, you know, are unequally yoked or perhaps um, to a single mom, to, you know, somebody uh, who's in a difficult situation to have those relationships and support. So that may be a place where you can start. Okay, Don. Thank you. I've been in um, ladies' groups and even led ladies' groups, and, you know, that, I believe, you know, that causes me to dig into the Word and causes me to be strong as a person in the Word. And I just wonder, is there a reason why it's not encouraged to, to have a, a leader of ministry? Is it because it's really contrary to 
what God wants, really wants. He wants family. So is that yeah. why that is? And, and I think I know what you're asking. You know, why why isn't there that ministry to that um, person who's, you know, married, as unequally yoked, that husband is an unbeliever, or, and, you know, for that, you know, particular situation, and and maybe something, you know, to pray about and the church to pray about, and certainly perhaps is a need. Um, and um, so I, I don't have a real good answer for you, Don, um, but to, to, to think about, well, there's needs out there, and how can we meet the needs uh, best? Because uh, certainly that's something that we see, unfortunately, in the church uh, that people need to be ministered to in that way. So, hey, Don, can I pray for you? We're getting ready to end the show. And, yeah. and, and Father, I pray for Don. I thank you for her call, and she's wondering. So you know our needs, you know her needs, and I pray that you would just meet them and she would be able to get the support that she needs. And Because it's a situation that um, is in every church, um, that uh, there are those who are in their marriage that perhaps um, unequally yoked and um, they need the support, and they need to be encouraged and blessed in every way. So we just pray that for Don and for all who may be in that situation listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Appreciate everybody who called today. Have a great, great weekend. And remember to go to church this Sunday if you have opportunity to do that. And we'll talk to you next time. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.